Hello and welcome to the Flagstaff County Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Castagna, Communications Coordinator for Flagstaff County. Today I am joined by two very special guests, Noreen Metz of Flagstaff Victim Services and Jessica Dockstetter, who was with us last week, Program Facilitator with the Family Resource Center in Killam, which is operated by the Parents for Fun in Flagstaff Society. Welcome, Noreen and Jessica. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Hello. (laughs) You're listening to the official podcast of Flagstaff County. All right, today we're going to be talking... That's Sadie. Welcome, Sadie. Yeah, yeah. I should say we got three special guests, right? I forgot to mention Sadie's here, too. Yeah, today we're going to be talking all about the 12th Red Surge Ball, which is happening Saturday, March 16th at the Killam Community Hall. So, Noreen, for those who have not had the pleasure of attending a Red Surge Ball, how would you describe this event? Um... I've been involved with the um, with the Red Surge Planning Committee and the Regimental Ball for the past 10 years, and it's very hard for me to find words to describe the importance and the honor and the feeling you have when you go to the Red Surge Ball, because it is this beautiful evening that we get to honor the RCMP members that we have here in our detachment, but we also have members that are coming from throughout the province and RCMP officers as well from the from district office. So they come in their red surge, which you can't get any more Canadian than that, right? No, no, and no, no. and yeah. I just I've just witnessed these guys put on their red surge and their whole chest puffs up, their shoulders go back, and we march them in. So we have the piping band, the RCMP piping band that actually marches these members in. And it is, it just, it's like a full body shiver to watch this beautiful piece of history walk into Killam Community Hall, right? I just, yeah. I think it's phenomenal. And it's a beautiful opportunity to not only honor our local RCMP members, but also our first responders that we have here within Flagstaff County as well. We always invite them. We love when they come in uniform as well. And we always make sure that we take a minute to honor what they bring to our county as well. So yeah, I've been I've been privileged to to sit on this committee and to to emcee it. And, uh, and to continue to see it grow. The first regimental ball started in 2010, and I was emailing back and forth between Lynn Jenkinson, who's still a very big part of, of the RCMP ball, and also Cheryl Holbin. And the cool part about it was is that they had said that the price hasn't even increased in ticket sales since 2010, which wow. I think is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's... So it's this beautiful fundraiser for Flagstaff Victim Services, and then... Um, whatever organization we choose to share the profits with. But it's also pretty amazing that we've had such wonderful community support since 2010 that we haven't even had to raise the prices. Wow. That, that's phenomenal to me. So, and this is the 12th one, so it happens yes. every two years, which makes it that much more special, right? Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, the math isn't uh, working for me, but... It started in 2010. It's every two years. Well, it has been every two years, the last five that we've done, five or six that we've done. Yeah, it was yearly when it first started in 2010. And then 
<clears throat> and then we went to every two years, probably, what do you think, Jessica? Because Jessica's been involved with us for a really long time as well. I'm going to say probably around... 18? Yeah. 2018? Probably. Yeah, something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know why it switched over to every two years? Or? <sighs> I, I don't actually, I don't actually know. Yeah. No, I don't actually know. <clears throat> I feel that because it is only every two years as opposed to yearly, I feel like it adds the weight of importance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes it more special. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, and can you talk about kind of the purpose behind the Red Search Ball? Is it obviously to, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, to honor local law enforcement and and in the area, right? Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It is 100% to honor our first responders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then obviously uh, the other component of it is that it's a big fundraiser for in this uh, this year for Flagstaff Victim Services and Parents for Fun in Flagstaff, which, as I said, operates the Family Resource Center in Killam. Uh, so is that a 50-50 split? Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it so, is. Absolutely. So, uh, Jessica, can you talk about uh, how important this is to the Family Resource Center Yeah, as, we're as a fundraiser? Yeah, Carrie, we're super, super honored this year to be part of the event. Um, like Noreen said, before I also have been involved in victim services, prior I was an advocate for, I think, almost four years. So I have a big passion for this as well, and um, we were super lucky to be selected this year so all of the funds that we receive from the event will go straight into our operating budget and again go to helping service our families running our facility and all that jazz that we talked about last week just really supporting um supporting servicing the families in our area on their parenting journey and and have you had a chance to to go to a red search ball yeah i've been to a few um had some really good times like Noreen said, it's a really, really great way to honor those that serve us and and support us. They have an amazing silent auction. Mm-hmm. We really work on collecting from all our local businesses and organizations, farmers, anybody who wants to support the event. Um, we're working on collecting items for that. We do a live auction, so we're hoping to get um, some exciting items for that. And... Um, and dancing, a oh, lot of yeah. dancing after. The River Jacks are going to be there. I haven't got to see them yet, so I'm really stoked. Uh, stoked to see them. Yeah, it's quite the evening. It is. It really is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a fifty-fifty that night. Yes. yes. And all proceeds from the fifty-fifty are actually going in support of PTSD awareness for all first responders and their families. Okay. How about Flagstaff Victim Services, Noreen? Can you talk about the fundraising impact? Yes, um, the regimental ball is actually our major fundraiser, um, <clears throat> and we use the funds to directly serve our victims of crime and tragedy. The way that our funding works is that there is there's quite a gap in uh, in how we can directly serve victims, and with the funds that we raise here in Flagstaff County, we make sure that it stays here in Flagstaff County. So when we have sometimes in, uh, like for example, if we have a domestic and they come in and they need somewhere to stay, we have that fund set aside that we can put them up in a hotel for a couple of days. We can get them some food. We can even get them a crib if that's what they're needed in order to start over again. If anytime we work with families of um, tragedy, like if there's a house fire, 
Mm-hmm. So we can assist with those with that as well. And so we have this beautiful pot of funds that we have the flexibility of locally ensuring that we can use those funds whichever way is needed to support our own community. Yeah. And I love that. So that support can go a long way uh, locally. It really, really does. Yeah. It really does. I just want to point out, Carrie, again, that all these partnerships they're all based in our community. It's community ran, right? I mean, yes, we have funds, Victim Services has funds, government funding that runs a program, but these events that we run in collecting these fundraising dollars, it's really based on our community and how it's supported. So the more the community supports it, the more we can service locally, like Noreen said, right? So I think that's why it's so important to continue to do these local fundraisers and our community gets behind all the organizations that are involved. Yeah. Um, Noreen, uh, this question's for you. Uh, What inspired the creation of the Red Surge Ball and how has it evolved over the years? I mean, I wasn't around when it first started back in 2010, Um, but I know that a big driving force was the community. Um, The sergeant at the time sat on that first regimental ball committee <clears throat> as well as some local first responders, which I think is fantastic. So that kind of started the um, the drive towards having this amazing community event. Because this is done in other municipalities, right? So it is, yes. So uh, maybe they just thought uh, we'll we'll bring it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you know how it's kind of evolved over the years, or as, as long as you've been a part of it, has it has there been an evolution? Well, there's been definitely an increase in community support. I think that the regimental ball is now spoken about in within the communities and people from <clears throat> from every single community that we serve actually come and buy tickets to the event. The involvement of it there's so much of a part of the regimental ball that stays consistently the same, which is the testament to the um to the RCMP organization in itself because there is this beautiful process of how the evening goes and how the members are marched in and who gives the toast to the now king and uh, which member in the RCMP detachment does this. We have a moment that we, that we take that we give honor to the fallen soldiers and we always have one of our members in Surge walk up in this beautiful moment of silence and all you hear are their boots clicking on the floor as they walk up and lay their Stetson hat on the table. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. It is extremely powerful. So there's these wonderful traditions that have remained consistently the same with every single regimental ball that you go to. And I'm, I feel that I'm so honored to be a part of, of that beautiful tradition. Yeah. So the involvement has happened in the amount of community support we've received. Um, and the numbers of attendance seem to be um, either consistent or actually improving every every time we do it. But the tradition has remained consistently the same. Well, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share some memorable moments or highlights from previous Red Surge Balls? Uh, anything that stands out in your mind? Or? Memorable moments. Do you have one? I love that. I don't know if it's a memorable moment, but the balls that I have been to, you really see the members enjoying themselves. So they have a reputation within the community, right? And we see them a certain way as 
law officers and the people that protect us. But this event, you see them enjoying themselves. You see them as human beings because that's what they are. And I don't know if that's a memorable moment, but I just remember for me looking at them and you kind of see them as a, in a different light, I guess. Right. Um, No, that's a good impression though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also think when you talk about um, how it's grown, like Noreen said about the community support, like I've seen some amazing items to purchase at these events, really unique things that people are willing to give or donate, maybe build. And I know we have some really fun things happening this year. I think we're going to do a little bit of sharing about some of the items. (laughs) Noreen's pointing to me, so I guess that falls on me. But uh, yeah, just just to get the word out and really see what you might get when you come to this year's event. I was going to speak about the tickets. So we're doing tickets sales online this year. Uh, yeah, through um, Eventbrite, which works really, really well. Parents for Fun and Flagstaff has used that several times. So the links are all over social media. You can contact anybody that might be involved if you want a link, want the link, sorry. I think we're sitting around 150 tickets sold to date. We're okay. really nice. hoping to hit the 250 mark. I know there's a lot of last minute people. You Maybe you're still trying to see what's happening in your life and that's fine. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you how... How ticket sales yeah. were going. So, yeah, really so is good. that pretty, that's pretty good then, eh? It is. Yeah. For this, uh, for halfway through February. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of people are waiting kind of to see how their life shakes down maybe in the next couple of weeks, but um, we are really hoping to hit the 250 mark. I think, I think we'll do it, Noreen. I think we will. Yeah. And we're going to do some, uh, like I said, some promo stuff online to try and Make sure people are aware it's happening because I know sometimes there's a lot going on in people's lives and sometimes we're just not sure what's going on outside of that. So And 150, is that on pace uh, compared to the last past years? I would have no idea. You think it's more than ahead of time? Yeah, yeah more than ahead oh, of time. Oh, it's more so. than, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the really amazing thing about when we're talking about ticket sales too is that the RCMP members buy tickets as well. They're not gifted tickets. They are in full support of the fundraisers within our community as well and they buy their tickets too oh so they buy it for themselves and for their spouse oh Mm -hmm. and they haven't purchased theirs yet so i think that there there's probably another 50 tickets right there yeah jessica and we also know that we have some members past members returning so i think that's always really exciting to have them come back i think it just shows how much they loved our community and loved the detachment here and made connections in the community while they were here. So um, oh, that's very myself, cool. I'm actually excited to see a lot of them. Yes. So. Oh, very cool. I think too, like the most beautiful part about the members that come here is a lot of the time, this is their very first posting. So we get these RCMP officers that are right at a depot Um, are usually top of their class. People don't really realize that because out here in Flagstaff County, because we're rural, these guys need to be able to think on their feet, think quick, act independently. And normally in the bigger centers, they might not rank as high in depot as they actually do for here for us because in the bigger centers, they're surrounded by other members. So there's always someone there and readily available. Whereas here, we have um, the cream of the crop. Wow, that I, comes I didn't to know us. that. Yes, yes, because oh. they have to be able to work independently. So they have to be top of their class. Yeah, that makes sense. And the members that come here, start their, they start their families here. 
they start their lives here. They start marriages here. They fall in love here. They have babies here. And so when the connection that they have with our county is huge, it's huge. It's, it's where most of their stories start, not only their careers, but their stories start here with us. Yeah. And that's an honor to be part of that. Oh yeah. So Jessica really hit the nail on the head when she said, it's, it's beautiful to watch these members that night, let their hair down really mingle with the community and it is such a great opportunity for the community to approach them and recognize them as human beings and that this is their home this is their home this is where their babies are born and seeing them mingle like it really is cool so it's really funny the evolution of the night how it starts is the members are usually you know we seat them together so that we can honor them we can you know we can do the ceremony everything happens and then as soon as that as soon as the the official, the official ceremonies are over and the party starts. You just see these chairs break away and the intermingling of the force along with the community is just fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. It really is amazing. You I, see I them kind of scattered. Of yeah. yeah, you see them scattered at these tables throughout the night and everybody's up dancing and having fun and right, the red surge comes off and they usually are walking around with their like they've got a white shirt and suspenders on with it. Like it's <laughs> it's just it's such a great, great opportunity to just kind of hang out with them hang out with them and form some connections yeah so uh noreen i was going to ask you how is the planning going so far for the ball and can you discuss the planning and coordination involved in organizing such a huge event we have an amazing committee we put it out and asked for members of the community to step to step up and ask if they wanted to sit on our committee with us and we filled it immediately oh yeah so like my co-mc with me is going to be dean Bearcloth. And he's oh, okay. got yeah. a beautiful connection to victim services as well. Right away, we when we asked for community members um, and community organizations um, to write in letters, Jessica right away was on board and she wrote a letter. We had her letter was in almost immediately. <clears throat> like she mentioned, she's been one of our past volunteers as our victim services advocate, with uh, which we know is such a huge, huge role within our community. And so she not only wrote in the letter, and um, she sits on our committee as well. So that and has huge insight because Jess has done a lot of a lot of events for the community. So she's she's been a godsend. And then we have um, about four or five other community members that are still sitting on our committee. So that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. So. We've got 100 tickets left to sell. Uh, What would you tell those who don't have a ticket yet? Get one (laughs) or get five. So we actually, you can purchase a table. So we've got a couple different options of how you can, um, how you can support uh, Flagstaff Victim Services um, and Parents for Fun and Flagstaff. So you can go uh, definitely, like Jessica was saying about the Eventbrite, if you're having any problems or anything, please contact us at Victim Services um, and we'll walk you through it, no problem. So you can buy event, buy tickets that way. You can purchase a table. If you have eight people, there's eight people to a table, please purchase a table and then you know that um, that you're all together and you can yeah. uh, just enjoy the night that way. We also have sponsorship available this year, which is this is the very first time we've done a sponsorship so that there's different sponsorship levels and it has been a huge success, huge success. Yeah, that was my next question. Uh, how can people get involved or support the Red Search Ball? Yeah, Absolutely. So we do have it on 
on social media. It is on our Facebook pages. The Community Press two weeks ago ran um, two actually full page ads. And one of the pages was the sponsorship levels, what that kind of looks like, how you can sponsor the event. Um, there's different levels involved in it. And then there was some information about, about the Red Surge Ball. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I heard that there may be some organizational changes in store for victim services. Can you touch on that or? There is. Um, it's definitely going to look different as of um, September of this upcoming year. Um, we're not exactly sure what that is going oh, to look okay. like, but we do know that they are going to um, a regional model for running victim services. So the 63 nonprofit boards are going to be dissolved and it will be run through four distinct regions throughout the province. Um, we've been reassured by the government that we will have and continue to have local volunteers well, with, that's good, yeah. with our, our with our RCMP and for victim services. And there will also be um, a court navigator that's going to still oh, okay. be here. Yeah. Still be here locally for sure, yes. So, and how will that affect the Red Surge Ball or will it at all? We'll still have the ball absolutely every two years. And... Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say absolutely. I do believe that the Red Surge Ball will continue to go forward because we've had such a terrific community support from it. That I do believe that that it will still. Fall. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was just curious because I mean it's a such an amazing event that you want it to continue. Yes. In the future, no matter what changes, right? Yes, and we will still, those funds will still remain local. No matter what happens with Flagstaff Victim Services, when the name changes and we go regional, there will still be a fund that we will keep here in Flagstaff County for those we serve here. Oh, okay. Always, that's, always. Yeah. We have said that's non-negotiable. We yeah. will always have our own pot so that we can best serve those here in Flagstaff County. Okay. Yes. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. And uh, Jessica, did you want to say something? Well, I just, I kind of was going to say what Noreen said. That's the point of these things being community ran, mm -hmm. right? Like we can be happy that we get the government funding and all of that. But I think it's just a testament um, that we still work hard in our local communities and have our, the people who live here, work here, play here, support all these organizations at a local level. So that our services don't have to change when government funding changes, Yes. right? So yeah. as long as the community is still willing to work hard to have the event and do fundraising and, and support the organizations, especially Flagstaff Victim Services, that um, you should be able to roll on mm -hmm. just like normal. Okay. Well, that's really important, yeah. Well... I think the Killam Community Hall is going to be the safest place to be <laughs> in the in the region, right, on, on March 16th. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is, yes. And we have such a supportive um, corporal, Corporal Jeremy Hool. He has um, brought in other RCMP officers from different surrounding communities to actually police our area. Oh, okay. Yes, so that yeah. all of our members are able to attend. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so... So we're going to be staffed by other regions. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Huh. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else I'm uh, uh, that you want to add or anything I'm forgetting to ask you? Uh, now's your chance. I'll just make a few mentions about the event. Like when we talked about, 
you talked about planning and organizing it. Noreen has worked really hard to secure a couple of very cool antique um, RCMP cars. And oh, the nice. decorations that night are going to be exquisite. Good. We're doing some stuff around the history. There'll be some facts on on history, I guess, of the RCMP. Um, uniforms. Yeah, uniforms. Yeah, there's going to be a beautiful display of of um, historical uniforms. And then we have a fabulous supper that's going to be absolutely amazing and a bunch of beautiful desserts. Like we said, we mentioned about the 50-50. I think that's kind of it when it comes to what we have going on. Um, we're doing a little takeaway, a little special takeaway that everybody will get, I believe. Um, where are the vehicles going to be? So they're actually going to be outside of the of the community of the community center. Oh, okay, because yes. I'm just thinking that that's a great. Photo Wouldn't that be cool if they could get it in? But yeah, it is. It yeah. is. So we have two antique police cars that are actually going to be coming. I'm so excited about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, we really wanted to be able to honor the 150 years of the RCMP, and so we really put our thinking caps on and figured, how can we do this, and how can we showcase the beautiful history of the RCMP? So, um, yeah, we're going to make sure that we have history posted. There's going to be information on everybody's table. There's going to be um, the two RCMP cars that are coming. There's going to be uh, probably, we're looking at about eight uniforms throughout the history of the RCMP that are going to be there on display. So, and we have, we have a lot of very high ranking officers that are actually coming down for this event and they're lending us their personal RCMP red surge that they have in their own personal collection so that we can showcase it to Flagstaff County. Yeah. It's, I'm very excited. It's very special. Yes. Yes. It really, really is. Can we mention the video? There's going to be a video or there is that a is. surprise? Or? Well, we are going to be releasing a video that uh, that Josie Storbakken has, has done for us. And it is a wee bit of a surprise for the members. They don't know what's on it, but it is definitely in correlation with the 150 years here in Flagstaff County. Oh, very yeah. cool. And that is going to be the night we release it for the very first time. All right. So yes. you don't want to miss it. Absolutely uh, not. Get your tickets. Get on Eventbrite. And pick up a ticket before they're gone. Um, well, thank you, Noreen and Jessica, for taking time out of your respective schedules to be here today. It's been a pleasure having you both on the Flagstaff County Podcast. Carrie, we are so blessed and honored that you asked us to come and do this. Uh, we think that this is a beautiful way to not only promote um, what we, what both of our organizations do, but just to promote Flagstaff County as well. So we're very, very glad to be here. So thank you for inviting us. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Yep. Thanks, Carrie, for having me again. All right, all the best. Take care. Thank you.